It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Uh, well, folks, this is a, a series of programs that we are airing just for our Kansas listeners. So they're only airing on the radio stations across the state of Kansas that Bot Radio Network has, and you know. Rich, uh, it occurred to me just a moment ago that being in radio, and when we started out in radio, that's 58 years ago, the whole idea was to serve people, serve the Lord by serving people. And the only way I could ever imagine serving the Lord by serving people is to let people know what's happening, you see, with Bible teaching and Bible preaching, and then Christian news and information. And that Christian news and information is to let the people know things that maybe they wouldn't know otherwise. And we are pro-life. Now, what would you add to that? Well, I just want to thank the Lord for giving us this platform of 17 radio stations across the great state of Kansas, from Kansas City to Garden City, so we have an opportunity to talk to the Lord's people and yeah. alert them to what's happening in our state. Now, uh, we've been running an editorial that you uh, recorded. I'd like the listeners to hear that now, and that'll open up this program. This is Rich Bott with an editorial comment. Last year, the liberal activist Kansas State Supreme Court handed down a ruling that puts at risk every pro-life state law that regulates and restricts abortion. This undoes decades of pro-life work in the state. The only way to correct this radical injustice is with a state constitutional amendment to be voted on by the people of Kansas. The Value Them Both Amendment passed the Senate with the required two-thirds majority, but last Friday... The Kansas House missed the required two-thirds majority by only four votes. Every pro-abortion Democrat voted no. And shockingly, four supposedly pro-life Republicans joined with the Democrats to vote no and kill the amendment. I call them the fatal four. Each of those four House members ran on the pro-life Republican platform, yet just when their vote counted most, they voted no. They denied we the people the opportunity to vote on this amendment. The fatal four are Jan Kessinger representing Overland Park, Tom Phillips representing Manhattan, Bill Panbacker representing the north central towns of Maryville, Washington, Belleville, and Don Heineman representing out in western Kansas, Scott City, Dighton, and Oakley. You may call these men at 1 800 432 3924. You might also consider recruiting and supporting genuine pro-life alternatives in the upcoming primary election. The deadline for registering for the August primary is June 1st, so there's plenty of time to do the right thing. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men and women to do nothing. And the fight for life in Kansas goes on. For more information about the Value Them Both Amendment, you can go to the Kansans for Life website at kfl.org. That's kfl.org. Hmm. You see, Rich, um, I love that line. Um, the only thing it takes for evil to triumph is for good men and women to do nothing. And I'll tell you, our roots in the state of Kansas go way back, how many, three, four generations. And Kansas is populated with good people, hardworking people, honest people, 
But if you go to sleep or you get lulled into thinking this, that, or the other thing, why well, then things can get out of whack. Isn't that true? Right. And this is a, an evolving story. There's more information coming, and we're going to be able to share well, that with our listeners today. this will be a today. very important uh, program that we're going to do because yes. you'll get it all now if you kind of piece it together. Because the battle is not over. Now, this uh, what happened here is the Kansas Constitution, the state constitution, was interpreted recently by the current members of the Kansas Supreme Court, and they interpreted the Constitution as permitting abortion under any circumstances without any regulation. Now, is that right up to that point? They made it up, but but they're the Supreme Court, so the only thing we can do is have an amendment. And after years of good people in the state of Kansas, I mean, they really paid a price to finally get a few restrictions on abortion, especially late-term abortion or anything else. So the only answer then is to amend the Constitution, which takes a two-third vote in the House of Representatives and the Senate. And the Senate passed this amendment, the motion, so the people then would have a right to vote on it themselves. All of the voters in Kansas, the the citizens, would then have a chance to vote on it. Of course, all the Democrats voted no. But what was surprising was those four Republicans that joined with the pro-abortion crowd to vote no. There you go. You see, let's not gloss over that too quickly. 100% of the Democrats voted against giving the people of Kansas the right to vote. And then four Republicans joined with the Democrats to keep the people from having the right to vote. Okay, let me get now, those names. Jan Kessinger, Bill Panbacker, Tom Phillips, and Don Heinemann. Now, when we're talking to the audience right now, it's up to them to decide what they want to do about it because these people are public servants. Sometimes they forget what that really means, but they serve the public. I wonder if the public is letting them know how they feel about this. Now, here is Ron, uh, is it Reichman? Yeah, this is how it happened. Who's the Speaker of the House, and you folks are going to hear exactly how it came down. Here it is. The people of Kansas lost today. They lost their right to vote on the direction of our state's future. They lost their ability to exercise the state system of judicial checks and balances. Today's vote sets our state down a disappointing path, one where the people have no say in whether Kansas will be a pro-life or pro-choice state, and one where the state may no longer have the authority to implement common-sense regulations, such as parental notification for minors, limitations on late-term and partial birth abortions, or the health and safety precautions for clinics. I stand when Kansans. I stand for life. Does any member desire to change his or her vote? Seeing none, 80 voted in favor and 43 against. The passage of SCR 1613 does not receive the constant majority and fails. Who will speak up for the little ones, helpless and half abandoned? They've got a right to choose life they don't want to lose. I've got to speak up, won't you? Ah, isn't that right? Now, here is the voice, folks, of Susan Humphreys. And she's a member of the House of Representatives. Now, when it passed in the Senate by a two-thirds majority, 
That means no Republicans defected. Of course, all the Democrats, they opposed it in the Senate too. But nevertheless, it passed in the Senate because all of the Republicans, uh, they held together. Well, now then, Susan Humphrey, she's a rep. From she, Wichita. From Wichita. And so she then introduced it into the House of Representatives. Here's her voice. We don't believe this is over because we don't stop fighting for life. And we'll use the rules in every way that we can to keep bringing this up. And so super disappointing today what happened, but we don't know what God's plan is. We believe he's on the throne, and we're just praying for wisdom and for his will to be done. And we'll just keep pressing on in whatever opportunity that he presents and that presents itself. Yeah, now, isn't that nice to have? You see, <clears throat> when people are elected— that you can count on because their own heart is into it. What they say is what they mean. Uh, we've had this, this whole word moderate. You know, all that really means is, is wishy-washy and squishy. And these four Republicans, obviously, were known as moderates. But what that really means is they can run back and forth both sides of the street. Matter of fact, the person that stands in the middle of the street and is where the yellow line is. And they're likely to get run over. Did you ever think about that? All right, now here is Dr. Lawrence White. And whenever we air his message on the sin of silence, why our listener comment line just lights up, doesn't it? People love that. Here's Dr. Lawrence White's words about this. But of this one thing, we can be absolutely certain. The Lord God Almighty hates the murder of innocent unborn children. Yeah. You see, and that's true. Uh, Rich, it's interesting now, and I think anyone that listens to Bob Radio Network has heard, you know, what Dr. Jerome Lejeune, who is the world's number one geneticist, said in court in Kansas, uh, that was 1992, 1993, about when life begins. And that's a human life. There was no doubt about it. So now, those who cop, keep saying women's right to choose, they are treating the baby as property. The woman has the right to use to choose whatever she wants to do with her own property. But we do have laws against child abuse. We have laws against what a woman can or cannot do when it comes to child abuse and a lot of things. So what they're really saying is this is the woman's property. It isn't the woman's child. And you see now, now the issue is also the baby. Here's what Henry Hyde said. I finally figured out why supporters of abortion on demand fight this infanticide ban tooth and claw. Because for the first time since Roe v. Wade, the focus is on the baby, not the mother, not the woman, but the baby and the harm that abortion inflicts on an unborn child or in this instance, a four fifths born child. That child whom the advocates of abortion on demand have done everything in their power to make us ignore, to dehumanize, is as much a bearer of human rights as any member of this house. All right, now here are the words from Mary Kay Culp. 
anybody uh, in Kansas probably has heard her name before. Matter of fact, let's just take a moment. There was this huge banquet that Mary Kay Culp and the Kansans for Life put together in the Kansas City area. Just this past Tuesday well, night. Yeah, just, just a few days ago. And who was the speaker? I mean, what, there were 1,000? There were almost... Over 1,000. Yeah, it was Tim Tebow, and uh, Lamar Hunt was the MC. All right, now listen, uh, folks. Rick you, Santorum you was Kansas there. Kansas City Chiefs fans, Lamar Hunt, he's a person also. He has a life. He has feelings. There are things that he believes in. God bless him. And he was there as the master of ceremonies at this pro-life rally. Huge. It was huge. You know, Dad, it's interesting, too, that it was uh, right there in Overland Park in the very district of Mr. Jan Kessinger, and he's one of those fatal four that (laughs) voted no. All right. Now, listen, here's what Mary Kay Culp said. This fight to pass a constitutional amendment in Kansas is not over. We have to pass it in order to regain our right to have pro-life laws. We have the rest of the legislative session, which runs through May, to do this. We're working with leadership, and we're pulling out all the stops, and we're going to keep the pro-life voters informed because this is the most important pro-life vote of this generation. So I just want people to know that even though we barely lost the recent votes that we're carrying on, and we certainly have not given up hope, and for people to keep paying attention and keep contacting their legislators. Yeah. Rich, uh, you better give the phone number of those four again, because people listening right now, they may want to call. They may want to make a call. Um, What do you have there? Well, I've got uh, four different phone numbers for them. Uh, Don Heineman, you can call him at 785. And what's his district? Where's he come from? Uh, out in western Kansas, yeah, Scott but, City, Oakley. But I think uh, anyone in Kansas could call him because he he influences the legislation for the whole state. Sure, sure. Uh, 785-296-7384 for Don Heineman out in yeah. western Kansas. In Manhattan, Kansas, of course, K-State is right there. Tom Phillips, he's one of the fatal four, 785-290-7402, 785-290-7402. Then there's Bill Panbacker, that's north central Kansas, way up north by the uh, Nebraska border, yeah. and uh, his uh, town is Washington up there, uh, 785-296-7637, 785-296-7637. 296-7637. And then, of course, right in Overland Park, Leewood, Mr. Jan Kessinger, 785-296-7436, 785-296-7436. I, yeah. I'm sure it would be helpful for them to hear from you. Well, of course, of course, they work for the people of Kansas. Well, they're public servants. Well, they're public servants. And I'll tell you, folks, I'm sure that each of these people are very nice. I'm sure that they're very nice. I'm sure they know how to wear the right clothes and say the right things and and show up and at the various places. I'm sure it all works out now, but the Bible says by their fruit, then you know them. Mm-hmm. Then you know them. By their fruit shall ye know them. That's Scripture. Now, uh, it was years ago, years ago, I don't know, back in, back in the 90s, somewhere in there, that uh, Joe Wright, Pastor Joe Wright of Central Church, Central Christian Church in Wichita, Kansas, he, he prayed uh, in the opening of the House of Representatives in Topeka. And he had—let me tell you something, folks. The, the, 
the churches and the pastors, Catholic and Protestant, they had joined together in Kansas, especially around Wichita in the 19—it was called the Summer of Mercy. But after that, Pastor Joe Wright was asked to open the House of Representatives session there in Topeka, and he prayed. Well, you're going to hear his prayer, but then the Democrats went crazy. Now, Paul Harvey picked it up. Paul Harvey picked it up, and this is what Paul Harvey said. Man, oh man, they won't invite Pastor Joe to the Kansas State Legislature again. They invited Pastor Joe Wright of Wichita Central Christian Church to deliver the invocation, and he told God on them. Now God knows what they've been up to. And no sooner has their guest chaplain concluded his prayer than three Democrats on the state legislature are on their feet at microphones protesting. He can't talk like that about us. Representative Delbert Gross called the invocation gross, derisive, sanctimonious, and overbearing. Representative David Haley called it blasphemous and ignorant. Representative Sabrina Standifer echoed the indignation. What in the world had Pastor Joe said in Topeka, which incited the righteous wrath of three Democrats from Hayes and Kansas City? Well, (laughs) I have secured the entire text of the invocation so that you can evaluate it for yourself. What was it these Democrats didn't like? Quote, Heavenly Father, we come before you today to ask your forgiveness and to seek your direction and guidance. We know your word says, woe to those who call evil good, and that's exactly what we've done. We've lost our spiritual equilibrium. We've inverted our values. We confess that we've ridiculed the absolute truth of your word in the name of moral pluralism. We've worshipped other gods and called it multiculturalism. We've endorsed perversion and called it alternative lifestyle. We've exploited the poor and called it a lottery. We've neglected the needy and called it self-preservation. We've rewarded laziness and called it welfare. Father, in the name of choice, we have killed our unborn. We've neglected to discipline our children and called it building esteem. We have abused power and called it political savvy. We have coveted our neighbor's possessions and called it taxes. We have polluted the air with profanity and pornography and called it freedom of expression. We have ridiculed the time-honored values of our forefathers and called it enlightenment. Search us, O God. Know our hearts today. Try us and show us any wicked in us and then cleanse us from every sin and set us free. Guide and bless these men and women who have been sent here by the people of Kansas and who have been ordained by you to govern this great state. Grant them your wisdom to rule and may their decisions direct us to the center of your will. I ask it in the name of your son, the living Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And you see, folks, that was the prayer of Pastor Joe Wright of Central Christian Church there in Wichita. And I and he echoed all the other pastors uh, that were very, very... I wonder how many are saying anything now. Things can kind of die down, can't they? Things can kind of go back to sleep. Things can kind of... You just kind of learn to take it. But not now, when the people have been denied their right to vote by four Republicans that joined the Democrats to deny the people the right to vote on this. Now, now here is a lot of, lot of things are happening. Here is a prayer and fasting um, event that's coming up 
number 14, Mr. Producer. A prayer and fasting rally will be held at the Kansas State Capitol on Wednesday, February 19th. This in response to four House of Representative Republicans who killed a Kansas constitutional amendment that would have ensured state taxpayers are not forced to pay for unborn babies to be aborted. The value them both amendment narrowly failed to pass the required two-thirds majority in the House. Donna Lippold from Culture Shield tells you more about the upcoming fasting and prayer rally. The message is, let Kansas vote and value them both. This is not over. We are going to see this amendment pass and put on the August ballot. Kansas, we can do this. Come to the Capitol on Wednesday, February 19th, 10 a.m. Bring your children, bring your churches, bring your Bible studies. It's time to rally for life. Again, the fasting and prayer rally for the Value Them Both Amendment is Wednesday, February 19th, 10 a.m. at the Kansas State Capitol in Topeka. All right. Well, listen, I tell you what, let's just go on now and take, uh, Mr. Producer, let's take cut number 15. A prayer and fasting rally will be held at the Kansas State Capitol on Wednesday, February 19th. This in response to four House of Representative Republicans who killed a Kansas constitutional amendment that would have ensured state taxpayers are not forced to pay for unborn babies to be aborted. The Value Them Both Amendment narrowly failed to pass the required two-thirds majority in the House. Pastor Sam McVeigh Jr. with the Wichita and Kansas Prayer Movements tells BOT Radio Network more about the upcoming fasting and prayer rally. Just wanted to encourage those across the state who unite together in a day of prayer and fasting on Wednesday the 19th for the cause of life. Also want to encourage people to join as many as they can at the Capitol on that day. At 10 a.m., there'll be a rally on the Capitol steps to show support for this. So just wanted to encourage people to join us and thank you for their support as we uh, battle this naturally and spiritually. Again, the fasting and prayer rally for the Value Them Both Amendment is Wednesday, February 19th, 10 a.m. at the Kansas State Capitol in Topeka. Yeah. I want Phil Kagi. I want Phil Kagi right now to come back in for just a moment and remind us musically what we're talking about. Who will speak up for the little ones? Helpless and half abandoned They've got a right to choose life They don't want to lose I've got to speak up, won't you? You see, what this really is about, folks... um, the uh, the petition, or what do you call this, Rich, the had been passed in the Senate. Then it had to be passed in the House of Representatives in order to give the people of Kansas, the voters of Kansas, right. to vote whether or not the Constitution should be amended to allow for control and oversight and all the other things of the abortion industry, of the abortion industry. And these four Republicans joined with 100% of the Democrats and said, no, we're not going to give the people the right to vote on it. Now, I tell you what, I want to take another few, just another minute here. It's only three minutes, actually. And let's let's listen to this young woman uh, tell when does life actually begin. You think about it while she's talking. You're in a conversation about abortion, and someone says, human life doesn't begin at conception. It's just a clump of cells. What would you say? It's easy to say life doesn't begin at conception because an embryo doesn't look like what we think people should look like. But we know human life begins at some point. Here are a few things to remember while you think about when that is. First, 
Life doesn't begin at birth. It isn't logical to say life begins at birth because that would suggest that the baby inside the womb one day prior to birth wasn't alive. It's not reasonable to say an individual who is alive at birth is not alive one day prior to birth. The only difference is where they are. So we know life does not begin at birth. Second, life doesn't begin at viability. Many argue that human life begins once a baby can survive on her own outside the womb. But there are problems with this argument too. After all, viability changes based on technology. Today, babies can be born at 24 weeks and survive. But 200 years ago, that wasn't possible. Viability is also determined based on where you are born. Wealthy nations make things possible for babies that wouldn't be possible in a poorer country. Does that mean a 24-week baby in the United States is more alive than a 24-week baby in the jungles of the Congo? Of course not. So life must be determined by something other than viability. Third, life does not begin with a heartbeat. We know that living things only come from other living things. It wouldn't be possible then for the embryo to be non-living for the first few weeks and suddenly spring into life. So the embryo has to be alive prior to the heartbeat. Does this mean that we can be alive without a heartbeat? Yes. That's actually what makes the newly conceived embryo more functionally impressive than a born person. The embryo has an ability to live, grow, and move through the stages of human development without the feature you and I need to continue our growth and development. If life doesn't begin at birth, viability, or heartbeat, when does it begin? Life begins at conception, fertilization. At fertilization, a living mother and father give life to a whole living organism, genetically distinct from his or her mother and father. No, the embryo doesn't look like everyone else, but aren't we past the idea that someone has to look a certain way before they are considered human? Think of it like a Polaroid picture. Initially, all you will see are black smudge marks. The moment the photo is taken, however, the image is captured. It just needs time to develop. The same is true for you and me. The moment of sperm egg fusion, we in our uniqueness from our parents began to exist. We just needed time to develop. Yeah, you see folks, it's not property, it's a baby. And uh, Rich, give those phone numbers. Right. Phil Kage, uh saying about who will speak up for the little one. It's so easy. All you have to do is call this legislative hotline, and you give them your address, and they can tell you who your legislator is, and they can deliver your message to them. 1-800-432-3924. Just dial 1-800-432-3924. Three nine two four. You don't even have to know who your legislator is. They know if you just give them your address. Yeah. Eight hundred four three two three nine two four. And it's about the value them both amendment. All right. This wraps it up. This is Dick Bott with my son Rich with this chapter, the complete story as a public service for the people of Kansas. See you later. Mm-hmm.